0: Taste
1: of Dragons
2: Gaming Podcast We eat sandwiches and play games Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast the podcast for everyone's day Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Taste of Dragons The podcast, the video game podcast that all you chefs listen to This week, we're drifting through Tsushima, eating some delicious food The news is unexpected, our topic is going quick And our dragon this week is ambitious, composer Yoko Kano and as always my name is Brian my name is Troy Amanda and I'm I'm Lewis
0: <laughs> and I'm Joe Do <laughs> you want to take that again?
3: <laughs>
2: Let's do that again. I didn't know where yeah. was going. I right back in the fold Lewis like you never you know? left. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so yeah good. you just heard Lewis he is back on this week. Woo. So how how you been sir?
3: Uh, I've been good, you know. Uh, maybe working some playing some, sleeping uh, some.
4: Lewis, yeah, would you consider yourself a chef?
3: A chef? Hmm. Uh, definitely not.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you thought about it. You like Rolodexed all the meals you could like cook. <laughs> Was it an impressive list? Um, more than a-, a person would think.
3: Oh. <laughs> I can cook. I just choose not to. Oh,
0: bold See, decision. That's
3: a mistake that uh, my family members make. They're like, oh, Lewis can't cook. I'm like, no, 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 I can do it. I just don't do it.
4: <laughs> the art is in the withholding. Yeah, and then when I do, they're like,
3: "Oh, how did you know you could cook?" I'm like, "I told you I could."
0: <laughs> but like peanut butter and bread is so much easier. Yeah, I'm or like, you don't eat bread, so peanut butter and pe- celery.
3: Peanut
4: butter and and butter just on a <laughs> knife. <I don't> <laughs> peanut butter on a spoon is magical. I don't know. Get Go. one big scoop, yeah. a nice little hunk. It's like an ice cream that never melts. It's like yeah, popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's face is
2: remote. so disapproving. <laughs> it usually is. That's what I'm. That's what I'm used to seeing. I mean, now you guys get to experience it ah. too. <laughs> Marriage jokes. Marriage. Mm. Ah. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's nice having you back here, Lewis Nice um, being back after being off for about three or four weeks. So yeah, wow. We missed you. Yeah, all the all the ghosts of Sushimaho jokes and and discussion have been going on without oh, so. you. Oh gosh, you were
4: the one person that was most hyped. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then I
3: missed so many talks about but it. So that's okay, because you're here okay. for the final one. Oh, yeah, the big
4: one, the best mm, one, that's right?
2: The best. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into it then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what,
3: what are, are you, you playing? playing?
2: And uh, yeah, how about this week? I'll start us off. This week, I played a game called Driftland, The Magic Revival. And uh, (laughs) with a name like that, I was very not sure to think about it uh, because I was just, um, this is one of those games that I was just scrolling through my Steam's list. Or my Steam, you know, Steam game list that I own. Your Steam list. There. It's been in there for a while, just steaming. It has. Steaming. Mm. <laughs> steaming mad that this, I haven't played is, it yet.
0: To clarify, this isn't Grifflands, right?
2: <laughs> no. No. This is Driftland.
0: With a D. Okay. With, With a,
2: D, a D. Correct. The Magic
4: Revival. What's The Magic Revival. Like a, like, you're just like a thief?
0: Yeah. I think Driftland just... is a game that's coming out.
2: Yeah. Grifflands oh. is a, uh, it's like a Slay the Spire type game. Yeah. I'll, cool. Yeah. So uh but Driftland, though is a uh real-time strategy game in RTS. Uh and it is to to best describe it is so you start off and you you're on a a floating island, a a drifting land if you will. Oh, I get <laughs> This whole time oh I thought man. it I thought it was about race cars. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like oh man, that drifting. would be great. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's a great corners. name.
4: But, uh, when does Tokyo Driftland come out? That's what I want to know. Well, is this going to be like the
2: sixth game, or is it the third game, or do you have to wait well, for the rest well, of the games? Okay, to well, come actually, it's the it sixth, but
4: the timeline takes place before the third. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. Makes that, sense. Yeah. So it kind of you got to play them in order.
2: <laughs> uh, but this game, so it's 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 kind of like a classic, uh, sh- you know, real-time strategy game. However, you start on a. You know your your land is kind of limited, but you have all these other floating lands around you. Mm-hmm. So what you do is uh, you use your spells in order to drag the lands over towards you, and then you use bri- bridges to connect your lands in order to get more space to build your buildings, to okay. get more people, um, and 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 that's the the general like difference between that and, an, and, a, and a and a normal real time strategy game. That actually um, sounds great. Yeah, it, it's it's actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I was just playing because, like, you know, at least it's another game I'll, you know, I'll, I'll knock off my Steam game list. You know, at least I played it. Uh, but I've actually put in, I think, a good fifteen hours, almost twenty hours okay, into nice. it, well, and it's 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 genuinely really fun. Uh, there's a good progression system between your 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 opening units to as you get more islands,
4: you get more access to 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 different resources as well. Oh, wait. Sorry if I missed it. Are you playing, like, a character, or are you just, like, overseeing, it's, it's like, an a whole RTS. thing? Yeah, okay. it's an RTS. So you're just, oh, yeah, you're the overseer. You're basically, okay. you know, you're, you're... God. I don't know. Whatever you want to yeah. call it. You're God, whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> <the> ambivalent force. <laughs> yes. You are, yeah. the, you, are, you are the thing.
4: You're, Did, the, you're uh, the drift God.
0: So do these yeah. islands, do they look like the classical magic floating island that's just, like, you know, green and then...
2: Uh, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, you're... It, it's a... Uh, you know classic top-down you know rts so you can't really see underneath them but you can definitely tell that they are floating you know everything else in between is all clouds and and just you know open space if you will Um, and you can it has a really nice because so if you zoom out all the way your map or what you're looking at turns into a 2d map so you can actually like scroll throughout the world a lot easier that way and then as soon as you're done with that Uh, you can go down to the ground level and then it goes back
4: into being a 3D game. Oh, that's fun. I like it when games do that. I think uh, Tracer did that a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Like way back in the day. Mm -hmm. You can kind of get real into the the weeds when it came to simulation. (laughs) Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Maybe Uh I'm just a nerd (laughs) talking about early 90s games. <laughs> yeah,
2: but uh, but the game, like I said, it's a lot lot more fun than I thought it was gonna be. I did a whole bunch cool. of the, uh, you know, I'm just going through the campaign, so it's opening it up gradually to more buildings and, and more other things that you can do. So, sweet, yeah, it's it's not well, bad. Thanks, it's man. a good indie game. Good indie game. All right, so that was my game, Driftland: The Magic Revival. And uh, how about you, Amanda? What did you play this week?
0: Uh, this week I played Eat, Serve, Delicious Two.
2: Eat Serve Delicious
0: is a typing game that's cleverly disguised as a restaurant simulator. You can cook and serve food to your customers by hitting various keys on the keyboard. The faster you are at processing information and hitting the keys, the better your score and the happier your customers. I am not very good at it. (laughs) Uh, But it was still a lot of fun. It's Mm -hmm. definitely like they want you to have your hands in the classic keyboard position. And I learned to type very fast without that. Uh, So this is a a game that is good for me, and that's probably why it's difficult, is because I definitely (laughs) want all of my hands to be shifted slightly to the left so that my fingers are on the WSAD keys. (laughs) Uh, That's fair. Yes. But we did play it on our stream on Monday, and it was very difficult to both play and talk to Troy. Uh, I kept having to either pause to think about what i was doing or troy would ask me a question and it would just be oh, is it, is it, uh about one I wait a hot dog and then the thing and then a number two and then shift tab and then which
4: funny enough is the opposite of what i'm actually like in the kitchen with mandy <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm, I'm relatively new to this cooking thing thanks covid yeah. um i uh yeah i need all my focus and all my energy to be on not messing up or she not ch- making too much of a mess she that's ch- she tries talking to you, and you're like, no, 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 no. Chop it on
0: onions. Chop it on onions.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Even worse, I just don't hear. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Nothing just gets real in. focused. <laughs> onions and garlic—that's the secret.
2: It was very fun seeing you play this game because I, you know, I was watching it on a stream, and it was great seeing you come to the realization that it was a typing game.
4: You, <laughs> <laughs> you were just going. Is this... Oh, this is a typing game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was going to be a little more Cooking Mama or something like that. Yeah, very click heavy. Mm -hmm.
0: Not that I don't do research for the games that I play. Uh, I don't come to things unprepared and then instantly start them and learn them while I'm on stream. That would be unprofessional. That
4: would be... No one would do that. Wildly unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) She went in cold, like a dish that was not well prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. I have very high standards. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) um but the, the game was a lot of fun um the the classic mode was cool the tutorial was really fast it was really easy to get into and then the decoration mode was just silly it was it was a wonderful type of silly uh, mm-hmm. we didn't unlock a lot of items but it was fun to kind of like rearrange your restaurant based on the random stuff that you got i can definitely see how the game would have a really good loop and
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I, I definitely think i'm gonna jump back into it i give it like three four sandwiches
2: yeah, yeah. It's good. Uh, I've always praised this game or Wait, these who? this group of games for looking for the food looking very good. So, how how did the food look to you as far as, you know, presentation-wise?
0: I, pl- I played a lot in like a chippy, like a chips and burger kind of like fry-up. Um uh-huh. so that food looked very good. I think I would like the food more if I were in a different restaurant. I'm kind okay. of off fried food right now because um <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> it's not as easy to eat. And then funny enough, when you stop eating fried food and then you try to go back to eating fried food, your body's like, no,
4: <laughs> my, my body gives me the poop. That <laughs> happened yeah. to me today. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you
2: know, COVID has taught us a lot of things, you know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, COVID. We, yeah. We weren't
0: allowed to get fried food for a while. And then when we could go back to getting fried food, it's like, oh, I'm going to get some French fries. And then I ate too many potatoes and my body was just like, now you can't stand up. Now you're just going to feel horrible for two days.
4: Yeah. Did you ever wonder what it was like to have a basketball just directly in your lower intestine? <laughs> <laughs> now you do. Now you do. There you go. Bam.
0: <laughs> but uh, this game was nothing like that. <laughs> right. The, the opposite. Game was That's good. Yes.
4: <laughs> All right. So
2: that was Cook, Serve, Delicious 2.
0: Yes, yes. Eat, Serve, Delicious. I thought. Nope. Is eat. it cook? cook. Oh really? no, it's cook serve delicious. I yeah. wrote the the name of the game down wrong. Uh,
4: uh, <laughs> it was she eat. lost that typing game too. No, this yeah. was
0: a test <laughs> for all of you, no. and you failed except for Joe. <laughs> hey,
4: I got it right. I'm the
2: one that said cook serve delicious. I'm the
3: only
5: one that listened to
0: her.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got I see it right. What you mean, I see what you mean. Actually, that was the real test. <laughs> yeah, because not thinking about it,
4: eat serve delicious doesn't make sense unless you are a mama bird. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Yeah, feeding yeah. yeah. your babies. Then I guess that, yeah, that,
0: that would be eat. But delicious. There you go. You say
4: blah. I say serve. <laughs> spell out blah. <laughs> spell
2: blah. That, that sounds like a really weird, like DJ call callouts. I say eat. You say <laughs> 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 blah. <laughs> blah. <laughs> blah. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, and then that brings us to uh, the final game, which Lewis finally gets to talk about, of which, uh, spoiler alert, this is going to be very story heavy, uh, very ending heavy, you know. So if you don't want to hear about it, don't listen to it for the next, (laughs) I don't know. We'll we'll list it in the comments. We'll figure it out. Just check in the comments. Check the comments.
4: That's Uh, right. We, We are going into our final week talking about Ghost of Tsushima. So uh, we'll put a little uh, uh, section in the description to say when we start talking about it and when we stop, if you want to avoid spoilers, but we're going to be talking about the middle and the ending, y'all. Ah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, go Sushima. 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 Okay, here we go. Uh, so your horse dies. Dude.
1: <laughs> Yo.
3: Yo. That, when that happened, I was, I think I was like on mic with you. Yeah, and we were streaming. We were streaming. And we were streaming
4: live Ghost of Tsushima, but only uh, my screen could be seen, and yeah. I was past this part. But Lewis was playing his own game, um, <laughs> but he was talking to us while he was playing, and I knew he was coming up to this moment, <laughs> and I knew we were live, and, and he, I'm gonna do my best rendition of Lewis doing this. Oh, huh. oh my god, oh my god, no, no, beep, beep, you can't, beep, oh, beep, beep, I can't, no, beep, beep. Ah! <laughs>
2: It was like and, that for about three minutes. That accurate. was very eerily similar to what Joe experienced as
1: well.
5: I was actually streaming it on our Saturday stream, and I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna move into Act Three today." And I think I, I think the only thing I said for the first, the first minute and a half of them about to take my horse, I was like, "You f- serious? Are, are you serious? You can't, you can't be serious. You're not really doing. They're not really doing this, are they?" And then then then, then the really miserable crap starts, and you're like, "I think I'm about to cry. I'm crying." I yeah. think I'm, pro- I'm. Those are tears. I am so upset right now. I'm not playing
0: this mem- game anymore.
4: I remember you having to go get tissues. Hey. Is yep. 2020
0: yep. just really bad for horses? Uh, spoiler uh, Last of Us? Oh,
4: yeah. Uh, Shimmer. Spoiler.
1: Oh, man. Shimmer, Shimmer. didn't make it. Shishima? Yeah.
0: Tishima? Tishima? Yeah, Tsushima. Tsushima. Uh, and then we've been playing Red Dead So just like We've oh. just been playing games and, That are bad I've for horses And I've been killing
1: a
4: bunch of horses In Red Dead recently <laughs> <laughs> So
0: this is an apology To all the horses Listening to our podcast
4: Yeah we thought we had a bad Yikes Bad year for horses This is for the horses um, But but this is a horse That they give you In the beginning of the name You pick from three You get to pick the color of the horse And it even tells you It get to name the horse And it says pick carefully Because this is the horse That will stay with you t- For the rest of your journey It tricks you <laughs> It tricks you
0: Broken promise. You
4: no, know, that's not
2: a broken you. promise because that thought—the thought of the horse—stays with you your entire journey.
3: <laughs> they the weren't. They weren't wrong. It's it sucks because there are even moments like after you like liberate camps where like Jin is just like sleeping on the
4: horse and the horse is like laying down like a dog. Yeah. They give you little vignettes of yeah. you just chilling with the horse, it nudging you, you sleeping on it, and it's it really kind of helps you endear to the character. In that game, so much of it is traversing on your horse. Yes. Yeah. The horse is magical You whistle no matter where you are It appears And the way it goes though As you're riding out of a camp It gets hit with some arrows But it doesn't die You trudge on it's fine You're good You got hit too You're injured Your horse is injured But the trip is too long And they show you the horse Like it's back leg gives out And then the next one And it tries to keep going And you're like no And it's slowly just You know so much That your horse is just Trying so hard to be a good good horse It was (laughs) And it just can't It can't make it it was my favorite part of the game. Wait, you yeah.
0: ride the horse to death? Yes. Yeah, that is yep. your fault, not the horse's fault. <laughs> That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, it is. I yeah. almost stopped playing. I was. No, straight you can't up, just, like, get just get off get the horse off and give him a
3: minute. He could yeah. have gotten off the horse. They weren't chasing him anymore. He could yeah. have gotten off. Yeah, no, it's it's your it's your fault.
5: I didn't play this game, so I can be judgmental. <laughs> you <laughs> could, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was yeah. also like you're in the freezing cold, like tundra level of how cold it is. So that probably helped the horse not lose as much blood because it still had all the arrows in it. Yeah.
4: Right. It's a little numb.
0: It's not right. It
5: was dying anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh,
4: Yeah. I think that as soon as that horse got hit the way it did, it was going to die. It was just trying to get you as far away from danger as possible as it could. Um, That's This led into the third act of the game, which is the the snowy act. How would you guys like this, the final act of the game? We, we talked about the first two acts pretty extensively in the last two episodes. So yeah. head back to those if you want to hear our thoughts. Uh, Lewis, what did you think about the third act of this game?
3: I mean, I liked the snowy aspect of it. It was definitely the shortest act, mm-hmm. um, the quickest, um, but it was still enjoyable. And I don't know. I, I actually loved it, especially because I made sure to dress in white. And uh, right. me dressing in white, along with the snow, was kind of beautiful. And your new horse. And the new horse. <laughs> Who's? I think we all picked white. I picked white. As a new horse. I picked white. <laughs> yeah. I all I kept thinking was pale horse. I'm like, I am death. I am death. Right.
4: <laughs> right. That's all I kept thinking. Oh, because you learned something about death in Japan, or uh, Joe told you something. From Joe. What yeah. was it?
3: Um, that white signifies death. Not black. Not black, as it does here,
4: but white. Yeah. Wow, you were very scary then. <laughs> I made. I was the ghost of yes, suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually a nice flavor for act 3 because it, since everything is white. You went through this entire game act 1 and 2 is very colorful, very vibrant and then yep. you get to the third act and after this traumatizing experience where you betray your uncle and exactly. and you poison all these mongols, you introduce the idea of poison to your enemies and they poison innocent villagers and children. Uh, mass destruction Death is um, running rampant Your horse has died There is a nice Like ongoing uh, uh, Theme of death And then you're There looking at nothing But a white tundra The whole yeah. time So there's Very intentional Very interesting choices I thought with that final Definitely
3: act. Very cinematic choices
4: It spurned me To kind of go off The the, the, the rails Because I was so honorable In the first like Two acts That when I got there I was just I had nothing left And at, like Not just story wise But even game wise I maxed out my character <laughs> I collected everything Same. I needed. Yeah. I just had nothing else to do except to finish the fight. So, I, 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 it worked for me. The narrative and the gameplay worked for me, even in that shorter act. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and
2: and what did? How about you, Joe? Did you? Um, how how was the third act for you?
5: I I I felt like it was very short. I do agree. If I didn't go back and do like not even go back, but just go do photo mode in the other two areas for a while, I probably would have burned through it much quicker than I did um right. i also had maxed my character out I, it however i will say i i didn't appreciate that anywhere like i i love color theory so i thought it was a beautiful way to the slate is clean you play mm. how you're meant to play now mm, you just like went through that. losing everything so you're you have it's not just the absence of color it's it's just here's your life you color it however you desire to i and like so that I, blank I,
4: state. Yeah, and
5: I thought it was very it, like I think the whole third act was moving, but it was all right. I'm just gonna say I was playing it on lethal mode, and it was really easy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, going from act one to act two, the upgrade to the villains was insane. Like I could not beat them when I got into the act two area until I had yeah. kind of got my stuff together. It was those. And like Roman. actually paid attention. It mm-hmm. really, it really was. And then act three, however. It, I didn't kill anyone. I didn't assassinate almost anybody unless you had to, because I was like, screw it. Let's do this. And I just <laughs> walk into an area and fight. And if I lost the first time, that's fine. I'd go back in, and then now they're all abri- obliterated. It, like right. If it's not a spear dude, I didn't have a problem. Like, it really, like, they, I, I don't understand how the end of the game was so short compared to how long Act 2 was. Like It, yeah. it almost bothered me. Like And, and finishing mm-hmm. everyone's story, I was like, why is this so short? I spent so much time with these characters oh. And now their ending is so like Just quick but I still Black, loved it, it Don't get like me wrong a I still you know loved it
4: What was interesting for me is I hadn't done A lot of the collecting stuff until the third act So by the time I got to third act It was actually probably a little artificially padded out Because that's when I did all of my collecting thing, all the haikus mm-hmm. the springs and all of That so I kind of stewed on some of These tales and stories a little longer um, Which I didn't realize but I think it, it I, I guess it probably helped fill in um, That that part Interesting. So, so the story kind of leads up to to the very ending moment where you become you are the ghost. You have done you have committed atrocities in order to save your land. You've broken your code as a samurai. You've broken the law as a samurai. And when it comes down to it, your uncle, who you saved in the first act, comes up to you and is like, "Hey, man, I love you, but you broke the law, and I'm ordered to take your head, or to to to, you got you got to answer for all the crime." Yeah, and you're like. Okay, let's, let's do this. And I don't want to fight. And it's very sad. And no, neither of you want to do this. You write a haiku about it before you fight <laughs> yeah, your uncle. Legit. <laughs> <laughs> it, and then you face off. You fight him. You beat him. And then a choice comes so,
0: up. So do you both write a haiku? You write a haiku, and then he writes a haiku, and then mm. whoever's haiku is better wins? <laughs>
4: it's, a, it's a
0: haiku off? <laughs> a
4: haiku battle. He, haiku battle. You
0: read his haiku, and you're like, oh. <laughs>
4: my haiku is better. Oh, that's six syllables. Damn it. <laughs> Your haiku sucks. There we go. <laughs> Hi,
0: my haiku is better It's only
1: five syllables.
4: <laughs> oh, we'll look at it. We'll, we'll count it later.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll
4: look Th- that it That final...
3: Later. That final fight was also took place in the most beautiful area yes. I think I've seen in the game.
4: It's a graveyard with a tree with these bright red uh, leaves cascading down.
3: Yeah, just constantly falling like an
4: immortal tree.
5: Did you guys go to that area before the final fight?
4: Um, you went there to visit your father in the second act. Yeah,
3: I went there on missions, but yeah, I never just went
4: there to take pictures. And to talk to Yuriko, the old, your old uh, yeah. nanny. I should have gone there to take pictures.
5: I went insane in that area and spent probably like four hours just taking pictures in it. So when they told you where you were going, I was like, oh, we're going to go to where that maple tree is in the cherry blossoms." (laughs) A
4: a good place to end the game. Yeah. Yeah. So so you fight your uncle in a in a in a beautiful duel and you win. And for the first time in the game. It gives you a game altering decision. (laughs) Yep, for the first time. Your uncle is on his knees. Your uncle looks at you and says, you know, do me the honor, take my life, finish this. And on the screen, you get spare him or kill him. Joe, tell me about that. Tell me about that moment.
5: I spared him. I I couldn't take his life because I spent the whole game not wanting to take life that didn't need to be taken. Okay. So, like, I I couldn't do it I I looked at him and I was like even though it's dishonorable to not kill him I'm already filled with dishonor I've already been my clan has been disbanded my name means nothing I will have nothing to me I can Mm -hmm. you know what I can afford to have nothing a little bit more than and he can live and hopefully train someone and train people to be better
4: there you go okay nice nice and 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 how did that transpire in the game
5: so it, uh, he's on his knees. The sun is is setting behind him. It's beautiful in this maple tree filled cherry blossom area. The sun is flowing down, and it says on the left, spare him, and it says on the right, kill him. <laughs> Press a button. You decide. And when you decide, I, I, I desperately want to know what you guys did because I, I, was like, this is I, I probably should kill him. I probably should because then I could be survive. Right. No one will come after <laughs> me if I kill him. But right, right.
3: Uh, so Lewis, what did, uh, what'd you do? I uh I chose to kill him. Ooh. I decided to give him the honor of killing him.
4: And what were your reasons?
3: Um I think uh I as the character, yeah, his honor was technically gone, but um his uncle still had honor and he wanted to not take that honor away from him by mm-hmm. essentially just being like, "Oh, you're not worth killing." Even though that wasn't wouldn't be his reason, mm-hmm. that's how his uncle would take it. Mm-hmm. Um so I decided to let him live, and I'm glad I did
4: purely for a costume choice. <laughs> That's right; you do get different costume based on what what you do. Yes. Oh, yeah. What did um, you
5: get? Wait, no, no, oh. Troy. What did you oh. choose?
4: Um, I, I, I uh, my gut chose to spare him. Um, uh, but, it, it,
0: but your conscience. <laughs> but, but, but
4: your fingers. My, <laughs> but my, in my, my retcon, I killed him. <laughs> I think I prefer him dying. Because uh, I went, I, I beat it on hard and then I went back and on, did it on lethal because I wanted to say that I, I got, I finished that fight mm-hmm. on lethal um, and I, I killed him the second time. Um, I wanted to spare him the first time because I, I did understand that I'm writing, we are questioning what honor is and it's no longer the idea of, of black and white. This is honorable. This is not. It's all in the gray area. So when, when you don't, when you spare him after your uncle calls you dishonorable and you're just like, you're right, I have no honor. I'm not going to kill my family. It, it just shows you that honor is subjective and, and it's almost more honorable to not take the easy route and and kill him in, in a certain way. It's easier to let you live and us repair this relationship or attempt right. to.
0: Right, It was it was better not to kill him, but make him change, <laughs> which was harder on him, but maybe better in the long run.
4: Exactly. Um, But when I went back and did Unlethal and I killed him, I was like, oh, this is the end of a samurai movie. (laughs) (laughs) If this this was a samurai movie for real, it ends with your uncle uh, uh, going down because he looks at you with so much love and pride and just says, like, you know, I will see you soon. And you guys finally repair that relationship in that moment. And it's so beautiful.
3: Oh, because what he says, he, he literally says, find me. Yes. In the next life. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's that's nice. So
4: so I wish that I killed him in my first playthrough. (laughs) Um, Not just for that beautiful moment, but also because you get a sick white outfit. Hell yeah. (laughs) Super ghost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
5: Okay. So when I finished it and I I turned everything off that night, I was like, man, I really want to know what Troy and Lewis did. And then I said... I think Troy probably would have spared him. And then, <laughs> and then Brian goes, oh, yeah, Lewis hasn't finished yet. I'm like, he's going to kill him. Oh, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> and Brian's like, really? I'm like, yeah, because Lewis will be probably the only one of us that would be like, no, like you, you have to finish it the way it's supposed to be finished. This is it. Yeah. Like Troy, I think, will have a heart like me. But now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking. I made the bad choice because I'm the only person who spared him and refused to go back and change that because I didn't want to know because I made my choice. Yep,
4: you're, no, yeah, yeah. Troy, you, you committed.
5: Troy made both choices, which is the most Troy of choices.
0: <laughs> it is. It's definitely the most Troy
4: of choices. But do
5: you have both outfits now?
0: Because I, I only I have, have one.
4: I have two separate saves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and let me tell you If you guys platinum the game You get a sick new outfit For your for your ghost outfit It's like It's like translucent And like shiny red And teal It's very uh, Taste of dragons teal <laughs> yeah. I love that
5: one That's the one I wear now Outside of yeah. the the Traveler's outfit Which I don't
3: need to wear anymore That's because pretty cool it. Yeah
4: and the honest truth is I will never get that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've gotten a lot of our thoughts. I would love to, 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 to finish just on your general final thoughts of the game, Lewis. My just, general final thoughts.
3: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I thought overall, visually, specifically, the game is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, they obviously did their in-depth, research photography specifically for this game mm-hmm. um and the fighting mechanics with the different sword fighting styles was amazing the story was um not like the craziest most different mm-hmm. thing but it was definitely so interesting
0: but but how many sandwiches would you give the game out of five sandwich on a scale of one five, to five sandwiches with, with five being the best how many sandwiches
3: hmm i would say three
4: Oh, oh wow. It's yeah. a mediocre game. Uh, <laughs> it's a o- mediocre sandwich. Only
3: because of Because um, certain... you played
0: Red Dead this week and you remembered what Red Dead was like. No,
3: because I played <laughs> Last of Us Part oh. Two and I'm sorry. It's like after that, I'm sorry if you're if you go down from there.
4: <laughs> this is this is a four out of five for me. <laughs> yeah.
5: Joe, how many sandwiches? Uh four point five sandwiches out of five for me. Ooh, All right. nice. near, for for me the, the style of game it is it is near perfect to me cuz i like this nice. kind of story yeah. i like yeah. this kind of the, the and photo the mode like and the visual the visuals broke oh, the game for me. The
4: the photo mode is a 5
3: out of 5 by itself. <laughs> yeah, i want to alter it to 3.5 now because that photo mode really did it for me. You're All allowed right. to. All right. I've yeah. never i've never taken this many screenshots in a video game. Never. You just like yeah. added
0: like, you looked at your sandwich, and you were like, man. and you added a few more bits yeah, of meat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that
3: was my exact thought. <laughs> and it's funny, because 3.5, because, like, certain weird mechanics of faces just seemed weird to me sometimes okay. in the game. It just okay. Just okay. Little. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah.
4: there's yeah. definitely, you know, there's, there's, there's some room for improvement there. Yeah, for sure, but it's still a yeah. great
3: game.
2: Nice. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, uh, that's—I uh, think—that will do it for Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, this will be the last week we're talking about it, right, guys?
4: <laughs> Unless until one this. of us
5: makes some really great photos,
4: Ooh. or until the DLC comes out, Ghost of Tsushima twenty seventy-seven. <laughs> I would yes. play that game. I would play that. Game. He wakes up in the future.
1: <sighs> Where am I? <sighs>
3: oh wait, Samurai Jack? Whoa! Alright,
2: so cool, cool That'll do it for our game segment Now it brings us to our news News,
4: news, 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 news,
2: news, 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 news And this week, we're going to start off with Ninja the uh, the popular streamer who uh, who left Mixer, or I'm sorry, Mixer left him. Uh, <laughs> he um, he's been streaming on YouTube recently, but uh, this week he actually returned to Twitch, and uh, had an average of seventy thousand viewers over as I think it was I think it was like nine hours as he was streaming. And uh, it was like a last minute decision. Um, and he's still not sure where he's going to be streaming going forward. But he did boast afterwards that he made affiliates. So he's he's super happy that's, with that. That's very
4: funny. So he had to start <laughs> over. Yeah. That's yeah. very interesting. That wow. He pretty much made Twitch what it is today. <laughs> and then he had to start from and nothing. And then he went to Mixer. And then he went to YouTube and now he's back to twitch and start over gosh yeah. we're slacking y'all
2: <laughs> yeah he's still ha- yeah he's still not sure where he's going to end up but he was just like you know what let's just you know stream on twitch why not How-
4: can we as new streamers hop around too and hopefully it'll work like that can we just go over to <laughs> can we go to youtube next and then do facebook game streaming and then come back to twitch maybe we'll we get like we can do them all at the same time <laughs> we
2: just do all at the same time we yeah. should we should that's, you know, that's not a terrible idea uh, and then also ninjing his way back Doctor disrespect returned to streaming to over five hundred thousand people on YouTube. He put up a twenty-four hour like just blank stream uh, beforehand, and then he went live uh, after twenty-four hours and
4: uh, Did started know streaming he was like gonna nothing go live, happened. Or it was just like watch and hope something Wait, happens. Nope. Was it he was allowed to that. come back? It's on YouTube, so oh, it's okay. not Twitch. Oh, Okay, that's one.
2: So, so he's during the actual stream. He started talking about it, but he still has not stated why he was banned from Twitch, Uh, though he did state that his lawyers are handling it, and uh, he didn't think whatever it was warranted the Twitch ban. Okay. So Hmm. we still don't know what it is because lawyers. Was he in Blackface? Oh, God. Yeah,
3: right? (laughs) Did he do a stream in Blackface? Oh, no.
2: So he has a link to uh, what he calls the Champions Club, which is people can pay $5 a month in order to be part of it. And uh, just during his first stream, I think he had over 15,000 people sign up for it. So Mm. making the richer, richer. Good job, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also on Rocky Grounds, Rocksteady, makers of Batman Arkham series, announced their next title will be based on the Suicide Squad. And uh, we'll find out more details during the DC fandom
4: on August 22nd grumble
0: grumble grumble it should have been harry potter grumble grumble i know yeah
4: (laughs) i know we're not supposed to be super excited about leaks but i'm really super excited (laughs) about that leak i know
0: i know jacob Rowling's in a thing right now i'm hoping that's why they didn't announce it is they're like hey can you just stop posting on twitter so we can release this content
4: just go ahead and just (laughs) remove yourself from this fiction that we love (laughs) stop ruining things things. (laughs) thanks Yeah, I
2: think the Um, the 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 leading theory is that it's going to be Suicide Squad uh, kills the
4: Justice League, if I remember correctly. Okay, that sounds awesome. Oh, whoa, that sounds great. Yeah, you know what? I like Harley Quinn. I I like Deadshot. Let's do it. Yeah, why not? I'm curious to
3: see how they do it. They did well with the other Batman
4: games. Yeah, but Suicide Squad
3: is a group as opposed to maybe it's it's multiplayer. Mm. Mm. Can be cool. I be
4: the Harley Quinn to your, <laughs> <laughs> to my, <Deadshot? laughs> to my <dead> shot <laughs> oh, As long as Killer Croc's in it, I'm fine. That's all I need. All right, I need Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Y'all better get in on this and, and get dibs on your Suicide yeah. Squad members. I want to be that
0: lame guy that climbs walls that dies 15 minutes into the film. I want
4: to be
1: him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Done. <laughs> no problem. Neither do I. Nobody Not does. <laughs>
2: And, uh, there was a scare with the, uh, an executive order earlier this week related to Tencent, the owners of Riot Games, uh, the people who had a 40% stake in Epic and a minority stake in like pretty much everything else in the gaming world. That's Um, the TikTok people. Yeah. No. Um. No, 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 that's not the TikTok. Oh. Okay. Uh, it, was just, it was a part of the same executive order. Um, and it oh, okay. seemed as though the White House banned any business dealings with any company in relation to them, which, as I just mentioned, is a lot of things. <laughs> so um, it was a pretty hectic day, day and a half, where people didn't know what was going on. Uh, but it was later clarified that it was only related to WeChat, a chatting app that Tencent owns. Okay. So, mm-hmm.
0: so, so for a brief moment, the our, our illustrious president uh, made a comment that made it sound like they were going to stop doing business with the largest video game organization in the world. <laughs>
2: Yikes. Yes. Oof. Oh, and it was actually in the executive order as well. Like if you've read all the, like it was yeah. very ambiguous, which is why people didn't know what was going to be going on. O- according
0: to the internet, um, Tencent. Um, Owns 136 billion dollars of assets of video game assets. If you compare that to to Disney, Disney owns 190 billion. So they're like right behind Disney. That's how big they are. And the idea of President Trump being like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do business with them anymore," and you were like,
1: "What?
2: Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: What?
4: Yeah." Get so. off my epic Fortnite skins, man. <laughs> Mr. Unpeely <laughs> is not happy about this. Or just thinks he's
0: angry at TikTok. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: I mean, it's fair. Yeah. it's fair. Angry at Gen Z. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then also unexpected is some news coming from Nintendo. Uh, they released their best-selling Switch games list. And as of June 30th, Animal Crossing has sold 22.4 million copies. Yikes. Uh, which only puts them behind Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as far as total units sold, uh, which means they've time. beat out yeah, which means they've beat out Breath of the Wild, Smash wow. Brothers, like
4: anything wow. else, <laughs> in four months. In four months, <laughs> Just, damn!
0: I heard they sold more copies than Breath of the Wild and Smash Brothers combined so Ooh.
4: far. Yeah, yeah, um, that That's- that is very impressive. I mean, yes. Animal Crossing is the game of the year. <laughs> like, it's, oh, it's the yeah. game of the quarantine.
3: I was about to <laughs> say, like, it's the game of quarantine. <laughs> it's the
2: quarantine mascot.
4: This <laughs> <Just> Tom Nook. <laughs> yeah.
0: What if Tom Nook started the quarantine?
2: Uh, I believe, personally, I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe only beat it because it was included in the Switch bundle mm. for like a full mm. like year or two. So they're mm. probably counting that as well. Yeah, I don't know if probably. they are, but I think they probably are. Oh, give it one more. Give it one more month.
4: Yeah, <laughs> just one more. Yeah, it'll be up there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be.
2: But just the fact that it's, you know, the second highest selling
4: of all a Switch in just four months is crazy. Crazy. Amanda's mom has Animal Crossing. Yeah, she yeah. got a really? Switch to play Animal yeah. Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like that's that's the reach of this game. Yeah, that's real.
0: She hasn't played a video game since I was nine, and oh, she has wow. Animal Crossing. <laughs>
4: that's awesome. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Got to switch cool. and everything for it. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> she only got a switch light, but it's it's okay.
4: I mean, still. <laughs> hey,
2: the fact that she was able to find one is pretty uh, good. Honestly, <laughs> I've been looking
3: for one, and yeah.
0: <laughs> she got it on QVC, just oh, for anyone well, out there. Well, oh,
2: yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> That's very mom. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the Sony State of Play happened, and Troy has all the details.
4: Yeah, so the State of Play was last Thursday, and it was pretty fun. They definitely set expectations appropriately. It was going to be indie games and VR games for the PlayStation 4 and a little bit of content for PS5. It's a really smart move that Xbox kind of messed up when they were like, this is going to be the biggest uh, you know, thing ever, and then it was just like indie games, the uh, previous oh, State of Play. Yeah. So uh, PlayStation set the expectations a little bit lower, and it really paid off. Um, some highlights from this they, The new Crash Bandicoot game uh, It's about time uh, Debuted It looks exactly like a Crash game So it looks fun 2D You know Behind the back it, You can play as like Different characters um, I didn't see really any elements Of them messing with time travel But I'm sure that'll Get, get shown a little more later um, Hitman Is going into VR so first person VR Hitman where you're literally really? taking the string and putting it around people's necks.
0: Is it's, it's a little sad cuz part of Hitman is you dressing up in the costumes. That and is right. in first person you only see your hands. So yeah. it's a little bit. Of a I wonder if
4: you have like a cowl or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe there's like a bunch of mirrors everywhere. <laughs> you have a VR, right? Well, you yeah, do maybe have a, your
5: tie like whips in the wind in front of you, like maybe in <laughs> yeah. face. You, you put on glasses.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
3: you have a VR. When times get better, I want to play it.
4: That'd be cool. That'd be cool <laughs> because they also showed more footage of, of the Vader VR. Oh wow! Um, nice. And it's not just you're playing v- Vader. You're playing as someone who's also going up against Vader. So oh, okay. I'm oh, a little skeptical about that. Uh, you got your lightsaber and stuff, and I'm just—I I just don't trust uh, those games right now in VR. I'm always afraid it's not going to be like how I want it to be. Also,
0: like leave Vader alone. There are <laughs> yeah. more than one Sith in the galaxy. Come on, man, yeah. pick a different yeah. Sith. You're not going
4: to win that fight. Yeah, it's not, not going to happen because
0: we know how he dies. Yeah. So we know that <laughs> you lose.
3: Yeah. So what's the <laughs> point? Yeah, honestly, anything that has to do with Vader, I'm like, okay. I, and
4: I think at some point you are Vader, so I think it kind of maybe yeah. goes in back. Mm -hmm. Still know know how he dies Yeah (laughs) Um, They showed more Spelunky 2 They had um, uh, the developer really go deep on Spelunky 2 Awesome game One of the best games of the last generation In my opinion And many others Um, So Spelunky 2 looks great It's just more of the same and even better Multiplayer is going to be added online multiplayer Mm -hmm. Which is a big deal Uh, So that'll be great um, they also debuted a game called Aeon Must Die, which was probably one of the highlights that I saw. It's it looked like a two D fighting game, but it was also like a uh, like a beat 'em up. It was beautiful. too. It was too. pixelated, kind of like a Tron type uh, art style, and uh, it looked very interesting. Nice. Um, only to find out that after the state of play, apparently, um, the uh, executive that was in charge of that game uh, fired the developers. And without their consent took the footage and sent it to, to Sony State of Play Whoa. anyway. It's it, it was it it's not necessarily that it's theirs or not theirs, but there is a legal um uh uh there's there was a legal, there's a uh, legal battle speed around the IP over it right, right now. now. So it's not it's not it shouldn't be taken and used for anything right now until right. it's sussed out where it lands. Right. But they didn't care, and they sent it on the Sony, <laughs> and Sony aired it. So wow, a little yeah, they bit. Yeah,
0: they weren't paying folks, and they people yes. did work, and then they, they you're supposed to get a sign up from development before you release anything. Yeah, they course. didn't do anything. Yeah, it's just nope. it's really complicated right now. So
4: That's the developers pretty much outed them, and they had a whole Dropbox with all uh, all their claims being um, kind of. Uh, uh, second or you know backed up so mm-hmm. everyone could see everything about this case and be like yeah look this is what they did so what's up
0: <laughs> yeah uh, fine release our trailer here's all the other things you yeah. everyone can just see it now <laughs> so
4: yeah. there's uh, some good stories on that if you want to go a little deeper but it's uh kind of weird and kind of sad for the for the developers of that game and also it looked like a great game and i don't think it's gonna come out anytime soon now that doesn't any seem like that. it no <laughs> um <laughs> But overall, it was a pretty cool uh, state of play. A nice little, nice little little jolt to your video game week.
2: Zip zap. Nice. Yeah. Zip
4: zap. That's cool. That's cool. And then uh, now
2: to end on a good note for the last piece of news. Uh, World of Warcraft honored Byron Reckful Bernstein, uh, who committed suicide earlier this year that we've talked about before. So they honored him with an in-game uh, PC actually named Reckful. And uh, it's not just any PC, but it's a rogue trainer that you can learn from inside the game oh wow So um, this is actually the second NPC based off of him in the game uh, but the other one was done while he was still alive and right. uh, the thing that I thought that was actually the best about it is you go up to the trainer and you know you can learn it and everything else like that but when you you can actually say another voice line to him so they actually have it so that you can tell the NPC it was good seeing you again Wow! That's which, wow
4: that's really sad
2: which is but, yeah. But it's it's really powerful to me. I like yeah. it's way the of fact that you know you, you know, somebody that you know that you've known forever or that you've seen for a very yeah. long time, it's you can like, see um, them in game and actually tell them that it was nice seeing them again. Which is, it's just like a which living really awesome.
4: It's like a living tombstone.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, that that I think that was a nice little fitting bit of last news. So so good for good for Blizzard and uh and good for good for Recful. But now Time for the other best bit of news. It's going to be turnip for what? Turnip for what? (laughs) And this week is with Joe from Katsusando.
5: Welcome to another lucky weekend Animal Crossing. This week brought us a fantastic art fabricating fox, an unlucky trip, and a firecracker of a good time. Red's treasure trawler has been resurfacing on many islands as of the new update. Just be careful to check those fine art pieces for wet paint and fraudulent fabrications before you buy them. A new piece of headgear has been all the buzz lately. Striking rocks has a 1% chance of chipping off the a gold nugget. That gold nugget could be the lucky DIY for a King Tut mask. However, this heavy headgear is quite unlucky. Be careful while running in this large headpiece, for you will surely trip and fall. How unlucky indeed. The summer fireworks festivities have begun. Every Sunday in August, a firework show will be visible from anywhere in your island. Red will be set up as well, selling raffle tickets for fun prizes for a sparkling poplin good time. Be sure to visit Isabel each week to receive a special head bopper to celebrate. And now, on to the turnips. This week, as reported by the Sow Jones. For the second week in a row, the market opened selling lower at 90 bells, but rose to a high of 539 by the end of the week. And that's it for now. This is Joe from Katsusando, reminding you to look up for the shooting stars, watch your step to avoid pitfalls, and always, always save your rusted parts. Back to you, dragons!
4: it for what?
2: Thank you for that, Joe. And so yeah, that'll do it for the news segment. But now that brings us to a uh, to to a segment we haven't done in a little while. I think it's finally time that we did it. Uh, this is convoluted games in two minutes. Convoluted uh,
4: games in two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: uh, this is a segment. Uh, I think this is our uh, our fourth time doing it, third or fourth time, where we attempt to explain a very complicated or convoluted story uh from a video game in two minutes
4: and yeah we've we've had some pretty good gems in the past this is and the I'll... most nerve-wracking segment we've ever done yeah. we <laughs> i hate it and i love it we don't do it very it's much because like m- it's
0: a lot of work but it, it is yes. kind of the best it's
4: like middle school for me
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh so Troy, would Damn you it. like to? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always fall for that? <sighs> you
3: do it to yourself, man. Right. You do it to
4: I yourself. Have one request, uh, Manny's gonna be taking the timer. Can you give me like like a signal when I have like 20 seconds left? Yes, I can. <laughs> all right, all right. Do me that justice, please. <laughs> right. You want to tell okay. us what game you're gonna so, be yes. talking about before I say? Say what game you do, and, and then, then hit, hit the timer. Okay, I will be explaining the story of. The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword okay in the beginning of time there are three goddesses there is Din who's the the, the, the goddess of power and land there is Nehru the goddess of uh, wisdom and uh, crap <laughs> and then there is Pharaoh the, the goddess of courage they all went together they made land and then there was a there was a goddess named Hi- Hi- Hylia uh, who was like going to be the, the liaison between the goddesses and the people that lived on there and then there was a horrible person named Demise Demise came out and was like oh, I want all the power give me the power and started ravaging the land and then Hylia was like oh gosh I gotta save all the humans so she took the humans she put them in the sky and then and had a huge battle with demise, demise went down. But then all the humans were trapped in the sky, and they were there in the sky for so long they forgot that there were even people on the ground or anything on the ground. One day, a, a knight named Link was getting his badge, and he finally got his badge and went on a nice joyous ride with his friend Zelda. And while she was there, a dark tornado came up and took Zelda and threw her back, it threw her off the the, the the island into the ground below. And Link's like, "No, Zelda!" went down there and was like, "Hey, what's up?" Down there, he realized that, "Oh my gosh, there's a sword that has a spirit in it, and it's going to help me find Zelda." She find he finds Zelda, to find that the Zelda's being try, trying to be used in order to resurrect demise that was built in in the past or was died in the past. But by doing that, she meets Impa, and Impa is it's like a guardian and is like, Hey, I'm going to open up this time gate. We're going to go and get out of here. And Link's like, Go ahead. They go back there and they find out that Demise never really got beaten by Hialeah. Hialeah just trapped him and then used a, a reincarnation of herself, which is actually Zelda, and craps her, put her in a crystal so that she can have power to keep Demise imprisoned. So Link goes back, oh, back in the present right now, beats Demise with the Triforce or with the Z, and is like, Get out of here. And then uh, oh, unfortunately, an evil sorcerer named Girahim is like, No, Demise is my friend. And, and he's like, I'm going to go in the past and take him and revive him from there. And Link's like, No, that's the past. I got to get to the past now. I'm in the present so he does all these like little quests and things to invigorate his sword which has a spirit in it and it turns out the sword gets imbued into be the master sword of legend and with that uh, he's used it to open up the time gate and then and he goes back in the past he beats he beats Demise he's like get out of here and Zelda's like thanks for you it turns out the Zelda was actually in this crystal the whole time and it's actually in the present as well as well at that so he beats Demise and Demise is like yeah before I die I'm gonna curse you and all of your reincarnations that will always fight each other I may die now but I'm gonna be alive Four, later and that is three, how the entire two. timeline of Zelda was created
0: Stop. Time.
4: That's it done.
0: That
2: was I awesome. Did dude. it? I did it? That's the you actually first first had I've a done chance done to breathe
4: <laughs> at the very end. Gosh, I'm good a little stuff. good stuff. I'm a little. Uh, I'm proud and also ashamed that I finished. Yeah. <laughs> Yay!
0: Congratulations.
4: You did it. You did <sighs> done did it. Spoiler alert. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, we will be spoiling every single one of these games that we're going to be it talking makes sense. about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a very good point. Uh, so, uh, Manda, would you like to go next?
0: Sure, sure. Yes, I will. All right. So, so in very traditional Manda fashion, I'm both going to be talking about a game and also kind of remembering the game because uh, I'm not the best at recalling things after they happen just in general. But uh, <laughs> I am going to be talking about Dark Cloud, Okay, so uh, in Dark Light 2, you play as Max. He's a boy who's living in an isolated town called uh, Palm brinks. He likes inventing things and for his birthday he gets this mysterious red stone um, that he doesn't know what it does. So um, he gets this stone and then uh, he goes to the circus uh, and then while he's at the circus he overhears uh, like the bad things are happening in the world Uh, and then he's attacked by clowns. He's attacked by this large clown spider monster Uh, and I mean as you do he has to escape town. Uh, So he goes down into the sewers where his friend Donnie lives. Donnie's like a hobo but he lives like below ground and they're like hey we need to get out of these sewers. Uh, So uh, they They travel through the sewers really fast after Donnie gives him a gun. Uh, and then uh, when they get outside of the sewers, the train is working again. The train wasn't working before because um, unbeknownst to Max is none of the rest of the world exists anymore. Is He's been in town and the rest of the world was destroyed, but no one's telling them. So he has to uh, go to this forest area where there's these gnomes that are kind of drunk on juice. And he finds this lady, <laughs> Monica, who's from the future. And she came back into the past to help uh, recreate the world that's destroyed by this guy named Griffin. He uh, he destroyed it for reasons. Um, and uh, you find a moth who's also a lady and then you return the lady <laughs> back to the gnomes who are so grateful that they tell you that the next place you need to go to is this canyon area uh you go through the canyon area and you want to revive these sages but one of the little sages is sick so you have to cure this like sick girl in order to uh move to the next area which is where the Loch Ness monster is and then after you save the Loch Ness monster who's actually kind of good uh you go to a volcano where there's this giant weapon and you fight this guy named Gaspard he's on an airship uh and then after you go through that area uh you have to go through all of the previous areas again and that kind of like fetch quest kind of thing, like hey, go back and talk to Nessie again, um, and and you have to like uh, upgrade your trains so that you can go into the future and fight Griffin, and then you find out that he's kind of been doing it for good reasons, and then the character Monica that you found in the forest area is gone, but you you end the game and everyone is safe except for the bonus level, which is also kind of cool. <laughs>
2: All right, that's Time. two minutes) <laughs> <laughs> I nice. think I fell
3: off
4: after drunk on juice.
3: <laughs> I heard gnomes drunk on juice, and I was like, I couldn't get my mind off of it. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brian's played it. It, it made
3: yeah. some sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and just the beginning, Clown, spider.
2: They, they yeah, were clown too, spider. they were too busy being drunk on gnomes that were drunk <laughs> on juice. That's what it was. They didn't sit in gnomes
4: on and juice. juice. <laughs> All right bad uh, bad I bad.
2: will go next. So Amanda did Dark Cloud 2, which is a level five game. I did another level five game that was released immediately after this. Uh, and my game is Rogue Galaxy. So Rogue Galaxy, you start off your main character is Jester Rogue, who is, you know, your average teenager who's living in space on a desert planet. You know how it is. And so he's going around and uh, and so he's like killing some monsters that are inside the town because they somehow got inside the town. And uh, while he's doing it, a guy shows up called the Desert Claw. And so the Desert Claw helps you, like, you know, round up some of these other monsters. And then he, like, sees some other people and he goes, I gotta go. And he somehow, for some reason, gives you his sword, which is one of the legendary seven-star swords uh, called the Desert Seeker. And you don't know for the reason why at the the time, but you find out later in the game that the Desert Claw is actually your dad. So uh, your dad, he met your mom uh, while he was wandering the desert of this planet. And uh, your mom... Uh, which you find out later as well is is related to the Star King, who is the ruler of the galaxy from fifty thousand years in the past. And the people who are descendants of the Star King, though, have a special power that they're all that they can pretty much do whatever they want for the most part. So uh, he gets mistaken for the Desert Claw uh, because he has a Desert Claw sword, and so he gets uh, brought aboard a ship called the Dorgan Ark. Uh, and on the Dorgan Ark is another person called Kisala. And Kasala, uh, unbeknownst to her at the time, but you find out later, uh, is actually from a planet called Mariglen, uh, also known as Eden, which is where everybody's trying to go to, but because everybody thinks that Eden has a lot of, tra- uh, treasure. So everybody, that's like what all the pirates are going after. Uh, but unbeknownst to them though, is that Eden slash Mariglen has been closed off from the rest of the world for 10,000 years because, uh... There's a, a an existential threat to the galaxy called Rune, uh, which is brought about by another creature called the Mother, and uh, her mother, uh, Kasala's mom, is also the Queen Five, of Marglin. Four. So. Three. And uh, yeah, that, that, that's 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 all I can
4: explain because there's a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> that felt like two hours <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Mandy like that had to be two minutes that had to be what you wh- is, what is what is happening to time right now <laughs> holy crap
2: so I both explained only the beginning of the game and the very end of the game that's all I explained
0: <laughs> cool in the middle you fight a bunch of stuff
2: yeah cool. and only two of the seven characters that are in that game by the way
0: <laughs> there's also a talking cat
2: of course. Yeah. Of course. It's it's awesome. All right. who's, who's first mate on the ship? He's awesome. Uh so <laughs> Joe, uh would you like to go next?
5: Sure. I haven't played any of these games in like 8 years or something like that. All right. Um but I will be talking about the first 18 years of the the Kirby adventures. First off, we're going to start in a very important place called Planet Popstar. There is a uh, country there called Dreamland. Kirby lives in Dreamland. King Dedede, a very large, very well-dressed, royally-looking penguin, decides he's going to steal everybody's food and have a giant midnight snack. In the first game, Kirby decides he's just not cool with that. He's going to steal all the food back from Dedede, beat the crap out of all his friends, and then redistribute the feud. No matter what anyone says, he didn't eat all that food. He does suck. (laughs) He doesn't eat everything. So then we move on to a very interesting game called Kirby's Adventure. Uh, In this game... A thing called Nightmare shows up. It is just a blob of nothingness. It shows up and it poisons the Fountain of Dreams and gives everybody bad dreams and makes it so that nobody in Dreamland can have peace. So King uh. DDD decides, I'm going to steal the Star Rod and I'm going to go after this dude. He gets possessed. Kirby beats the crap out of him, then chooses to use his possessed body and beats the crap out of Nightmare instead, putting the Star Rod back where uh. it goes, giving everyone peaceful dreams and hooray. It also gives you... Brings us to another story, which is in Kirby's Dream Limb 2, and that's when you get a chance to ride Rick the Hamster. It doesn't matter what else happens in this game. That's the best thing that happens <laughs> in the game. But that being said, Kirby uh, meets Meta Knight and he decides he's going to he's gonna try and stop this bad thing from happening. A Dark Matter shows up, re-triggers Nightmare. Nightmare then pops back in and decides it's going to corrupt all of the things and create a, its own planet called Dark Star. And Kirby sees him. Him and Didi Dee Dee are like friends, so they're like, "Hey, let's go beat this guy up together." They do. It's awesome. But then they're not really friends. There's an even worse bad guy that makes even worse dark matter in Dark Star named Zero. And Zero decides he's going to go to this one place where. Uh, oh crap! I can't, remember the name of, uh, I can't remember the name of the place. Oh no! Kirby Land. Oh, no. Dreamland. It's not. No, it's uh, it's, it's Detroit. It's, it's, uh, you know what? It's a place. It's another planet. He goes there and he steals their things. And then he, he decides he's going to possess and corrupt all of their shards, their crystal shards. And then 74 of the shards pop out to everywhere else. You get different Five, powers. You can combo four, everything. Three. And you beat the crap out of him with a love, love stick. End time. <laughs> That's actually the end. Yeah.
4: Oh, gosh. I just learned. I think King Dedede is actually the main character of Kirby. <laughs>
5: he kind of is. And what was the name That's of that That's awesome. Stick? The Love Love Stick. You're the welcome. The Love
2: Love Stick. All right. So love you love have to stick. wear the Glove Glove in order to get no. the love, love stick?
5: No, it is the Love Love Stick. You get it from a really cute character named Ribbon who lives in Ripple Star. That's the name of the place. Ripple ah, Star. Ripple Star. Ripple yeah.
3: Star.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, the
5: names.
3: There's no dirty Dark
5: joke matter, I can make about that. Nightmare. Wow. All of those names keep getting brought up as if they are new things in each game, and then you find out there's something else, which really drove me insane while I was thinking about this. <laughs>
0: They That's wouldn't it be does. convoluted game story if someone didn't forget a word and then like lose five crucial yeah. seconds, being like, "No, oh, yeah. no, no! no. Yeah. It's in my head! It's in my head! It's in my head!" All right, yeah. Lewis,
4: Lewis, I'm ready for yours. Tell us yes. what game okay. your plan, you're playing. You're going to be talking uh, about. I'll
3: also be doing it off of memory. Like um, me. Yes, <laughs> um, but I mean, damn, you have like some photographic memory. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, this is one of my favorite games. It is the first Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Okay, so Kingdom Hearts is about... Well, it starts with three kids on a a group of islands called Destiny Islands. And they're just playing around and playing sword fight and hide and seek and all this stuff. And then... One day, the character Sora, the character that you play as, he wanders into a cave, and there is a weird hooded figure in there that greets you, and you're like, "Oh my god, who is this hooded figure?" And he's like, telling you some kind of destiny, like you will unlock the kingdom of hearts or something <laughs> weird like that. I don't really remember. <laughs> and, and then, and then, um, and then all of a sudden, when Sora goes to sleep, all of a sudden he's in this weird, like, um, stained glass, like weird void, and like he's learning different things about wisdom and heart and courage and all this stuff. And then when I mean, he comes out of that, the entire island is consumed in darkness and then he tries to find his friends but all his friends are gone and the island is disappearing and then all of a sudden he gets a keyblade that pops out of his chest and then he starts to fight heartless which are like these weird black gremlins and then he gets consumed by the darkness and then he disappears and then jump to we're at a castle mickey mouse who used to rule the castle has left to go fight to go fight um the darkness and then he sends Goofy and Donald to go find the key to save all the worlds in this multiverse that exists and then so they go off in a gummy ship and then they go <laughs> to uh, <laughs> they go to this place called Traverse Town which Sora is also there and you run into people from Final Fantasy 7 for some reason and then they group up and then they fight this start to fight the other worlds and try to find the princesses of hearts which have been kidnapped by other groups of villains who will unlock kingdom hearts and then they finally make it to this big place where they fight off with a big villains and um Damn it, what's her name? Maleficent. Oh my God, no. Maleficent, they try to fight and then all of a sudden, Sora, in the midst of his big fight, he turns into an heartless. He loses his heart, but then he gains his heart back. And then finally, they make a kingdom hearts and then uh, this character, Ansem, is trying to unlock it and he thinks it's filled with darkness. He unlocks it and it's filled with pure light and then he <laughs> dies. And then Sora and Mickey Mouse lock the door with their Keyblades. They close it and, so- Five, and Mickey Mouse disappears four, with Riku. Oh yeah, Riku's three. also there too. <laughs> disappears. And then they get One. teleported to somewhere else.
4: Time. <laughs> (laughs) Lewis, 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 Lewis. (laughs) I didn't think it was possible. (laughs) You did it.
2: So much was skipped.
4: You nailed it.
2: We were talking about earlier about how, you know, like there's a, you know, Tokyo Drift, you know, blah, 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 you know, chronologically ordered. The first Kingdom Hearts game is not chronologically
4: ordered the first one. It's just nope. the first one.
2: <laughs> right. Correct.
4: Oh, that was beautiful, man. Yeah, I don't know great. if you need a new monologue for auditioning down here, but I think you should... Uh... You
0: mentioning Riku as a footnote was
4: my favorite part. <laughs> In like the last 10 seconds. Also, there's a Riku. <laughs> At the end. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm Mickey
3: Mouse and Sora. Oh, yeah. And Riku's there, too.
4: <laughs> oh, I love it. That's what oh, it's okay. about. I skipped so much.
3: <laughs> As I continue to talk, I realize I'm like, oh my god, there's it's
2: so a, much. It's such a good feeling. I'm like, when there's that so happened. much. Oh, there's yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, for my for my notes, I only wrote down uh, um, like character names and keywords, and I only got through half of
4: them. <laughs> <laughs> One day we're gonna get you through all of them, man. I know One that's day. never gonna happen. It's well, never thank gonna you happen. for
0: joining us for convoluted game stories. <laughs>
4: that's right. In convoluted game stories. <laughs> <In another video.
2: laughs> Uh, So yeah, that'll do it for our, uh, I guess this week's topic Uh, But that will bring us to our Dragon of the Week It's
4: the Dragon of the Week Oh, it's so sleek It's the Dragon of the Week It'll make you seek Dragon of the Week Dragon of the Week And uh, Dragon
2: of the Week is our chance to show a little love, shine a little light, maybe have them come onto the stage and do a monologue. We don't know. Uh, But it's a time for us to show a little love to to the gaming industry that we hold so dear and that we talk about every single week. Yeah, yeah. let's
4: talk about the people behind them. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this week it's going to be brought to you by Troy who's ready to hear about a legendary composer? Composers are my
0: favorite. It's really hard not to do composers every time. All the time.
4: I know. There's so many. There's so many. I don't
2: feel very composed around them, so I don't know.
0: (laughs) I lose my composure.
4: It's all music to my ears.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: On
4: that note. Well, I'm ready to talk about one for at least the next 8 to 10 minutes, and let me say, 8 to 10 minutes is definitely not enough time to discuss everything about her. Uh, I would say you could probably spend hours talking about the musician. You know what? I bet you could even create your own podcast just breaking down her work. That's right. I'm going there. Uh, But all that being said, I'm going to break down some of her work today. So let me introduce to you Yoko Kano, the iconic composer and musician for movies, TV shows, bands, and most of all, anime. Let me just cut to the chase, y'all. I didn't tell you. She is the musical mastermind behind Cowboy
1: Bebop.
4: Whoa, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes,
0: you should end just there.
4: <laughs> yeah, yes, honestly. No, no. What else and, do you need oh to know? Gosh. No it's video in. games <laughs> mentioned at <No>. all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care. Just, just Cowboy Bebop. That's it. Um, so yes, Yoko Kano is most famous for her work in anime. She is the one behind the industrially hard-hitting beats of Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, mm. the wistfully hopeful melodies of Macross Plus, the energetic jazz fusion of Cowboy Bebop, and Over 35 more anime spanning a three decades long career. Damn. She's even made songs for anime that have spiraled out to become number one hits in the music charts worldwide. Anime is her jam. But what anime fans may not know is that this legendary composer actually got her start in video games. What what? And she has continued even up to this day to make gaming her sad boo all these years. (laughs) (laughs) Yoko Kano was born in 1963 in Sendai, Japan. Her earliest influence in music came from attending church with her parents. Funny enough that this is also my seminal experience with music. <laughs> Nearer, oh my God, to thee. I was not on the Titanic. <laughs> um, she studied keyboard and piano growing up and enjoyed music, but her parents only allowed her to listen to classical music or church hymns. Near to me. Like, that's it. Wow. <laughs> that's all she got. Until she went... To college, baby! Woo! Let's go, party, College! I know how wild college is for a lot of people out there. This is how wild it was for her. Someone played drums in front of her. Whoa. Oh, man. She in was experimenting in Japanese- alternative? Whoa. Whoa! In a Japanese interview, she mentioned how a college friend introduced her to drumming, like live drumming. Like, yeah, she heard drums in radio and vinyl, but now she was standing right in front of a drum kit and could and as it was being played and could actually feel the percussion like verbiate through here or through her she mentioned it was like experiencing rhythm for the first time this moment changed the direction of her life before that she was taking literature courses and whatnot but after hearing those drums she picked up a band elective courses and through that she was introduced to popular music now while she was at university Koei, the makers of all things romance of the three kingdoms uh they would go on to make uh, dynasty warriors hyrule warriors all the Warriors, Gundam Warriors. <laughs> yep. They really like making those Warrior games. But back in the 80s, they were just—they were making these Romance of the Three Kingdom games. So they caught wind of a very talented band student, reached out, and asked her to compose their turn-based grand strategy role-playing simulation video game. Wow. <laughs> Nobunaga's <laughs> Ambition. I play games like this. They are intense. <laughs> yep. Um, this was probably around 1982-ish or so. Uh, this was the first Koei game ever made and the founder, Yoichi Arokawa, was also just a young programmer trying their best to make a living. And so this is what happens all the time. They go, I don't have any money. How am I going to get people to make music? Get the college kid. Yeah. Oh, yep, yeah. <laughs> Accurate. That's how Accurate. it works. I think, Louis, you've, you're, you're in that right now. All the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> you just got out of that. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the game went on to be a hit. And Yoko Kana's professional musical career was launched. Her work was particularly praised for the direction she took, despite having to be sneaky in how she did it. This is how how cool she is. Uh, This was a game that took place in feudal Japan in a political, it's a feudal Japan political war game. So a lot of the musical direction was instructed to be like sweeping and militaristic, but Yoko noticed one aspect of the game, which involved marrying off daughters to neighboring rulers to gain political power. Yoko saw this transaction of a young 14 year old having an arrangement with an older man really sad. So she, without clearing it with anybody, composed very somber, very morose musical, like a musical interlude, to reflect how, like, wrong that is. This is why we need more women in gaming. (laughs) Yeah. There should be nothing romantic about that. Um, And this was, and they didn't know about it. She just, like, said, no, this is how it's going to be, which I think is awesome. Um, She would go on to compose for the next 10 Koei games uh, over the next 10 years until, well, you know, Cowboy Bebop blew up. And guess who was hired to convert all of that music into video game form? It was Yoko (laughs) O'Kano. Working with Bandai, she transposed her soundtrack to fit the Cowboy Bebop games for PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. After that, she then got hired to do the composition for the massively multiplayer online role-playing game Ragnarok Online too. Did you play that, Brian? That sounds uh, like a Brian The second game. one? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I also it. played the <laughs> first one. The second <laughs> one was not <laughs> nearly as good as the first one, though. <laughs> I knew it. I, as soon as I saw this was a JRPG MMO, I'm like, all those letters, that's a Brian name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she did the music for that. In total, she has knocked out 18 video games under her musical direction, and all this was mostly on the side while she was changing the anime world. Uh, Her style is quirky, unique, deeply complex, and so freaking cool. She is like that funky jazz person that's just like oozing with charisma and that you just want to be friends (laughs) with. Like, if she's coming down the hall, like she's just got like a strut and a presence to it. It's just like, you're so cool. Oh, yeah. Gosh, you're cool. (laughs) Her music pays homage to masters of each genre, whether it be classical or pop, industrial or even bebop, all while forging her own uh, unique voice within it. Uh, Yoko Kano finds a narrative connection between the character and their soundtracks and makes them indistinguishable from each other. I highly recommend looking up her concerts. She has started her own band called Yoko Kano and the (laughs) (laughs) Seatbelts. They're fantastic. Yes, which is composed solely of current and former musicians who have worked on Cowboy Bebop. Her joy for music is infectious and her dedication to the craft is inspirational. So I just want to say hats off uh, to this multi-talented, amazing artist and like here's to all the works that she has made and all to the works that she will make. She's only 56. <laughs> like, like, she still has a yeah, lot of time and she is still pumping them out. Uh, oh, and yeah. that is uh, Yoko Kano. That's nice. awesome.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, uh, uh, Joe knows a lot about Yoko as well, because that was a very big uh, influence on Joe as well, right?
5: Yeah. When I got, uh, uh, my dad was very much like her parents. I listened to a lot of Italian operas and classical music only when I was a kid. Uh-huh. So I, when I got into uh, like high school, was when uh, Escaflone came out, and her, she's a composer, and she, uh, there's so many, so many different anime that she had composed for, and mm-hmm. I, I could not believe that her work with seatbelts. I mean, that her band is amazing so it, it's I, I, I've actually listened to the podcast that you were talking about <laughs> ah, nice. I, I love I love her music it is and, and everything she works on has its own style it really yeah. does like and, and even though it has its own its own way that she decided to play it out or to, how to make it it's got another it still has her unique twist to it and I, I love her so yeah. yeah, good choice, man. Good choice.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. She very good choice. Yeah, like yeah, her anime stuff alone yeah. is. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping
3: speak volumes. They use her music for the live action Cowboy Bebop. They would be dumb not
2: oh, to Oh, they, they have to They'd be dumb not they to They have to Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely
5: I would be shocked if they didn't
2: Yes
1: Like
3: genuinely <laughs> yeah. shocked
2: It should not be called Cowboy Bebop If it doesn't have Yoko Kano on it Yeah,
3: yeah. You know, If I don't hear those trumpets in the intro
0: Yeah, they have about four seconds to make that yes. work And then if they don't if then they don't, I'm like
2: I'm <laughs> like,
0: I'm
3: good, thank you
2: <laughs> All right, well, cool, cool, cool Well, that will do it for this
4: week's episode Ba-bum-ba-bum
2: Bow-row. Bow-row.
4: Uh, But you can always find us online. Check us out on Twitter for the latest indie news and indie game news on a daily basis at Taste of Dragons. Also, check us out on Instagram if you want to be queued in to all the events we have going on at Taste of Dragons. Check us out on Twitch. We uh, stream primarily every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at Taste of Dragons. And most importantly, importantly oh i was gonna plug this saturday but this comes out after this saturday <laughs> that's right
2: you can plug this wednesday though because we'll be uh we'll be streaming some fall guys uh yeah. possibly yeah. with our uh, our friend prince baby boy
4: yes yeah what he said <laughs> 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 Playing some games That's right games, games, games. We Come might do it more than that
2: Yeah we might do it more than Just Wednesday We might do it
4: Tuesday as well We'll figure it out Yeah, yeah. but check it Yeah check us out on Twitch Is what we're trying to say We're trying We're starting a new Online uh, streaming presence So we're get on out there We're still figuring it out um, And also If you made it to the end Of this podcast If you feel you're, you're able to Go ahead and throw us a, a a little a little rating, maybe a little a little yeah. say a little review, maybe throw that into our uh, into our, our Apple podcasts or wherever you're listening to your fine podcast. We want to know what you think. Want to know what you think, and it, it definitely helps us grow as a as a podcast. For in sure, for sure. That's right. And uh, send us some DMs
2: if you want to uh, get a little bit more uh, a little bit more in depth with what we could be improving yeah. or not improving, whatever you know. <laughs> yeah. Just them DMs. But yeah, yeah. so yeah, find us online uh, But that'll do it for us As always, my name is Brian My name is Troy I'm Amanda I'm Louis And I'm Joe And we are The, the taste, taste of Dragons. Dragons Have a great week, everyone
4: <laughs> Hi, Louis
1: Bye. Yeah, Bye That was, about, that was Bye. more about Recon Taste of Dragons Gaming podcast of for everyone's taste